thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 59. If there be nothing new, but that which is hath been before, how are our brains beguiled? Which labouring for invention bear amiss the second burthen of a former child? Oh, that record could, with a backward look, even of five hundred courses of the sun, show me your image in some ancient, uh, antique book, since mind at first in character was done, that I might see what the old world could say to this composed wonder of your frame. Whether we are mended, or where better they, or whether revolution be the same, Oh, sure I am the wits of former days, to subjects worse have given admiring praise. That was Sonnet 59 of William Shakespeare's Sonnets, and you are listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. And I am Mark Chatterley, and I am joined, as always, by the very youthful-looking... Thierry Hillis. Youthful? You do look quite youthful today. I don't know what it is. You look you look gleeful and childlike. I, th- I think it's the shower. I, I had my weekly shower. Excellent. You've you've washed off the grime of the old town and now you're looking young again. You've shed your skin. Exactly. That's a horrid image. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, Sonnet 59. What do you think of Sonnet 59? It's it's not my favourite out of the ones that we were going to record today. No, no, it's, it's a bit... The premise of it seems to be, and I might be wrong is that everything's come before and that and that it, everything happens again and again even even the beauty of the fair youth happens again and again and again does that is that what you're seeing or i i thought more the uh, all the beauties that have come before they don't really come close to the fair youth okay as, as much as they might have cherished it they, they, it just it was um <laughs> You're looking for something to back that up, aren't you? There must be a line. No, where's the line? To that I might see that the old world could say to this composed wonder of your frame. Which I thought is... Uh, I read that as the, the, the people who came before might have seen beauty. Okay. Okay, interesting. See, I didn't read it like that. I read it as in, um, show me your image in some ain't antique book, since mind at first in character was done, that I might see what the old world could say to this composed wonder of your frame. So I was kind of seeing that as if uh, he opens a book from the past and, and kind of goes, it's you, see, it's you, your beauty has is, is eternal, because it stretches through time. Yeah, that makes sense. But the, this is, interestingly, the sonnet does start with if, if there be nothing new, which could be read in two ways. You could read that as a, if it's true that there's nothing new, or we know that there are new things, but I'm going on a sort of thought experiment of if there was nothing new. So it could be read in both ways. And, and it, it leaves the sonnet open to a bit of ambiguity about whether... Shakespeare is saying there is nothing new or or whether he's saying there are always new things. Lots of silence. Yeah, no, I'm just 
This is confusing now. <laughs> it, it it's quite a complex one. I think again in this because the language is very bizarre for for modern English. It, the the way it's written is quite strange, and that doesn't help when you're trying to decipher meaning. <laughs> There's just lots of I silence just, in this. Uh, just, this is oh, it's too early. <laughs> It's too early. It's two thirty in the afternoon. Today. Oh, that it's is disgusting. very early. You 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 live a disgusting life, a life of leisure, don't you? I have been up for a few hours. It's ridiculous. I've been up. I've been up since since some time I can't remember. <laughs> Not right. Ah, um. <laughs> yes, I I I'm trying to slowly break it apart bit by bit. If there be nothing new. But that which is have been before. So if there's nothing new and everything that comes about is what what's been before, how are our brains beguiled? And um, beguiled being confused, I guess. And it might be blasphemous to uh, say that in Shakespeare's time, though. So yeah, that makes sense. How are our brains beguiled? Which labouring for invention bear and miss the second birth of a former child. So yeah, the, the, it's reincarnation. The second birth of a former child is the the second birth of of someone who came before. I wonder if that's just if, if, if it might be religion. Possibly. Second birth of a former child. It might be blasphemous to uh, say that in Shakespeare's time, though. So true, and and also Shakespeare was kind of. He had a bit of an obsession with twins as well, especially identical twins. They crop up in his plays, yeah, a lot. And the second birth of a former child could be seen as the the second twin being born. And I know he lost; he had twins. Um, two of his kids were twins, and he lost one of them when when they were nine or something like that. Um, so that's why you get a lot of in his plays the reunion of twins that have been separated. Uh, and I think that was him kind of wishing he could do that for his kid. Well, that and they they, they would have they wouldn't have understood twins at the time. That that would they wouldn't have just, have understand what caused them. Yeah, I guess. it would have just been something very very awkward to have two humans exactly the same. Yeah, slightly weird and bizarre and mystical, I guess. Yeah. Although I don't think his were identical twins. I think it was a boy and a girl, Shakespeare's kids. Although I may be wrong there. I, I, I don't know. I can't remember Calling that. on very old knowledge in my head. But I do like the... Um, oh, the record could with a backward look. Even of 500 courses of the sun. I quite like 500 courses of the sun. As a, as a way. We don't, we don't say things with that kind of dramatic language anymore. I shall see you after one course of the sun. In, instead of I'll see you tomorrow. It just sounds so much nicer. I'm not sure if people would have set that in uh, Shakespeare's time. No, I mean, we, we probably have not. Probably things in poetry and plays and movies today that people would never say in real life. <laughs> That's not true. We always say what's in the movies and in real life. You say you say cool, cool, cool enough. Yeah, but that's that. Oh, that's like the uh, the word meh from The Simpsons. They do, and, and they they find their way into our language so i maybe maybe we should start that we should start a movement and and refer to a day as a course of the sun and i presume that is well, a that day. And the, uh, what was the other thing we had the uh the masturbating one <laughs> to, to have traffic, traffic with myself 
It's awesome. I, I use that quite a lot now. Well, quite a lot in the sense of whenever that that topic comes up, which it doesn't often, to be fair. I shall just go on GayTube and uh, have traffic with my own self. <laughs> Does GayTube exist? Fare thee right. well. I am I am typing that in now because I have no idea. Do 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 loading loading loading. What it you're looking does up? Does exist? Okay, it, it does. There are now fairly images. safe guess that something like GayTube would exist. See, but it it doesn't. It's not as obvious as like BoobTube, which is at least a vague play on YouTube. Yeah, but then you have what's the other one called? YouPorn. Just... <laughs> this is like an education for me now. Just, I just uh, there's a lot of uh, boobs on these sides. Just don't go there, Mark. No, it will, it will scare me, and you'll find me cowering in a corner, just going, "They're everywhere. Why are they everywhere?" Not good. Oh dear. Um, back to Sonnet Fifty Nine. Sorry for that brief interlude. Um, yes. So it's the meaning is amb- ambiguous. Ambiguous. Not ambiguous. That would be a wrong. Way to say that ambiguous about whether it is the youth existing throughout time or the beauty existing throughout time and and just being kind of passed on or whether or whether it, it it's not that and something else we did have in the very early sonnets talking about how he needs to have his beauty live on by having children so that would kind of reinforce the idea that, that the beauty is something that gets passed on generation to generation true so in that sense I could see the reading of this being your beauty is eternal and and I I, shall, I, I don't I don't understand the point further than that though in this it's your beauty is eternal so what is where my brain is with this whether we yeah, are mended... it doesn't really Yeah. So, oh, oh, sure, I am the wits of former days to subjects worse have given admiring praise. It it's just kind of seems to be... Whereas all the other sonnets have a kind of a this is my point and this is what I'm trying to say. This one just kind of has a point and that's it. There's no witty twist on the last two lines that says, you know, you are... you are uh, Time is going to come and, and kill you, but therefore have kids and your beauty will live on. Or... You are eventually going to die, but don't worry, you shall live forever in my verse. Whereas this one is just kind of, your beauty is eternal. And then there's no second bit to it, so it's, it's quite a bizarre sonnet in my head. Actually, the um, the couplet sort of solves it, though. Okay. Oh, sure, I am the wits of former days, to subjects have, uh, to subject worse, have given admiring praise. Which is sort of saying, oh, people before... In, in the older days have admired um, beauty in, in, in the same way as I admire you now. Okay, okay. But, but they were worse. So, so they didn't live up to the beauty that you have. That's true, yes. So, so of all the beauties throughout all the ages, the fair youth is the beauteous. It's the... It's the yeah. Beauty. He's the pinnacle of. Uh... If there was a a Mister Beauty contest contest throughout time, he would win. He'd get the sash, and he'd make the speech that goes on YouTube that everyone takes the piss out of. I want peace in the south. 
something. Yes, exactly. I I disagree with that because oh, um, uh, and marshmallows for everyone. Yay! Oh, bless them. Bless their little cotton socks and their little pea brains. And they're really weird. Those beauty... Sorry, I'm going on a rant now. Those beauty contests are really weird because they're not... From what I can tell, the American ones, no one looks good in it. It's all big yellow hair puffed up and a scary, creepy, I've just killed your parents smile and and a vacuous accent and brain. Why Why is that a beautiful image? I don't really... I mean, the only time I, I ever see anyone from those contests is if someone put something stupid on YouTube that they said and it gets sent around. I never really... <laughs> I have it's no a... interest in that sort of thing. And It's not a date in your yearly calendar. In your no. course of the sun, you don't go, oh, I should watch... The... It's May, therefore I should watch Miss UK or Miss US or whatever they're called. It'd be more fun if there was a Mrs. A Mrs. USA. So it was all sort of older women who were married and probably had a couple of kids. That would be more interesting. Yeah, but that, that, that doesn't work with the uh, the old men perving over young teenage girls, though. Which which is the whole no. point of this. We do have Mr. Um, Universe and Mr. Whatever. <laughs> but that, that, that's just equally as creepy. That's yeah. men who, who eat protein powder and whey shakes and just weight train all day long. I don't see how that is any sort of representation of modern man. It's yeah, I saw that on Twitter. I have no idea who they are. True, I think some yes. sort of team That's boy band, is... like that. America, stop voting for people who are I on think TV. It's a it, 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 all the tweets that JLS have split up. I, d- I don't know who that is. Who? who... <laughs> I don't. Well, okay. Thank you for that. I've I, d- no idea. And and someone called JLS has split up, I hear. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. I have no idea who they are. I think just some sort of teen boy band, uh, sounds like that. It is a they, it's not a person. I think it's a they. Like like Jay-Z. It, 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 all the tweets that JLS have split up. Ah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense then. I, I can, I'll, I'll Google it now. We, we shall educate our listeners to who about JLS British is. pop culture if they are British. It's probably some sort of Axe Factor, Britain's Got Talent bullshit. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Boy band JLS splitting up after final tour. Oh, I'm, I'm sad about that. I really am. Apparently JLS stands for Jack the Lad Swing. Jack the Lad Swing? Yeah. That last word doesn't really go with the first two. <laughs> Don't well. That might as well just be... <laughs> Jacob's long sleeves which actually does make kind of sense it's very hard to make three words that don't make sense and pick them out at random they don't they, they didn't even win any talent show they were okay. runners up in Axe oh Factor. wow <laughs> that's that's even better that's our British British that's, pop that's, culture that's we go quality. for the runners up oh dearie me um, uh, we should talk about the sonnet a bit more I suppose rather than JLS Shakespeare wouldn't have had, wouldn't have liked JLS, I imagine. Maybe his beauty looked like one of them. Maybe, maybe. a metrosexual fair youth. I don't get the impression the fair youth is a metrosexual in terms of looks after his hair and stuff like that. I'm not sure if that even existed in uh, 
the 1600s. No. Someone who, I mean, they didn't exactly have beauty products lying around. <laughs> that would be amazing. And here you take the mud from here. This is wholly organic. What, what does that mean? I don't know. You, you go into a shop called Lush and they smear mud on your hand. <laughs> yeah, then this is our soap. You see, it's very good at getting, at getting the mud off. Well, where have you got the soap from? Well, it's just kind of rendered animal fat. But, but it, it... it's all natural. We, it's all uh, natural. We get it from the pigs down the road. Everything's locally sourced. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Doesn't it have to be? Yes, but it is. Oh, dear. <laughs> it would be good. So, yeah, actually, that must prove that locally sourced organic food is no better for you than any other type because that's all they had to eat in Shakespeare's time and they were dropping down dead all the time. I don't think that was a problem with locally sourced um, food. Mm. But, but it's not as I don't think it's as good for you as people make out. Not that well, locally I think the problem in their time was more the lack of hygiene. <laughs> and just oh. no medication, no sanitation. Yeah. See all of this time travelling on Doctor Who, you don't get that impression, do you? you, you, you yeah, even if it goes back to Dickens' time or Shakespeare's time, it's always very yeah, yeah. I think they had someone in Shakespeare's when in the Shakespeare episode they had someone throwing a a bucket of wee out of window, but that was about it. And it's like no one's mentioning the fact that and look, they've all got teeth. And yeah, bit weird. Very strange. There should be more accurate time travel doc things on TV. I was about to say documentaries. Doctor Who's not a documentary. <laughs> it is. Remember that. <laughs> it's real. It must be real. Oh bless you. I have seen the blue box in London. It is real. What is the blue box in London? There's a uh, there is an actual um, police phone box outside of Earl's Court Station. The oh, first, okay. if you walk out of Earl's Court Station, the first thing you see is the blue box. And is it is it meant to be like a tribute to Doctor Who? I'm not sure. It's just there. Okay, I, I have no idea. It, it just didn't didn't Bizarre. they used to exist in the UK? It might just, they did, it might but they weren't phone boxes. They, um... they, weren't, they weren't phone boxes, what people think they were. The phone was actually on the outside. Well, yeah, you can't walk in. It's still the... Yeah, but, but you could walk in. What it was is it, all policemen would have a key for it, and it would allow them to lock someone up. It was like a temporary jail until the police car came along, and there was only like one police car per precinct, and then you would bundle the person you'd arrested from that box into the car and take him away. So, yeah, it was like a little little jail cell, is what it was, I guess. It's quite big on the inside, apparently, so it's fine. The swimming pool and stuff like that, so, yeah. Um, uh, yes, Sonnet, Sonnet 59. Sonnet 59, we're so bad. At... These sonnets, which are quite hard, we're quite bad at picking them apart. We, we've solved it. The last couple, the couplet at the end sort of gives it away. He's, he's almost taking the piss a bit. Oh sure, I am the wits of former days. It's just it's almost saying like, "Oh, you knew nothing in those previous five hundred courses of the sun. You just you had no idea what beauty actually is." So it's Shakespeare bragging: "Is you thought you knew beauty, but I really know beauty. It's this young lad here." Pretty much. Okay. Awesome. I'm glad we sorted that out. <laughs> would you Would you like to read it? And, and... I wouldn't. You wouldn't. Okay, will you read it? 
Apparently that is the deal that we have made. It is, it is, yes. I read them at the beginning, and then you read them at the end. That's the deal. Uh, I could. I, I re-listened to the, was it Sonnet 51 that you posted, uh, well, what would have been two days ago, as we are recording this now. And I just, oh, no, like, for, like three minutes until I actually start reading the sonnet is horrible. <laughs> of you just laughing. You were laughing though. You were happy. That's why I didn't cut it out because you were happy with what. Yeah, was I quite like that you left it in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I don't edit any of my stuff at the beginning. Never. Okay, I never edit it. I just sometimes chop off a few of the, the bad ones. <laughs> Yeah, but then it it some some of sometimes you stumble quite hard, or I stumble quite hard, and you just it just wouldn't sound nice. Exactly, exactly that. So so off you go, Sonic Fifty Nine, please. <laughs> oh no, I made him laugh. This isn't going to go well. Oh, that's is it? just way too much like a teacher from the nineteen fifties. <laughs> <just like, laughs> all you needed was just like a wooden ruler just standing there. <laughs> A wooden slide rule tapping against the table. Of course, if you get it wrong, it does mean you get a thrashing. So it's a good thing you are in a different country. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because it you'd punch me. <laughs> I wouldn't punch you. No, no, it no. would just be a bitch slap fight. Just. <laughs> I know how to punch properly. <laughs> Don't don't label me with your useful. useful I'm labeling thing. myself as well. Read the sonnet. Read the sonnet. <sighs> sonnet fifty nine. If there be nothing new but that which is have been before, how our brains beguiled, which labouring for invention bear amiss the second burthen of a former child. Oh, that records could, with a backward look, even of five hundred courses of the sun, show me your image in some antique book, since mine at first in character was done, that I might see that the 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 the, the, the that was going so well for it was have got past some of the bits I stumbled on, that I might see what the old world could say to this composite wonder of your frame, whether we are mended or whether better they the 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 the. Huh? You stumble once, you just keep on going. Whether we are mended, or we're better they, or whether revolution... I can't believe I got like halfway through and then just nothing. And, and it all goes to pot at the end. Shakespeare wrote this one deliberately to, to have a go at you. Or whether revolution be the same. How sure I am the wits of former days to subjects worse have given admiring praise. Flawless. Flawless reading of Sonnet 59 there by Thierry. Um, that was <laughs> Sonnet 59 of Shakespeare's Sonnet, still firmly within the fair youth. Uh, I've been Mark Chastley, and you can follow me on Twitter at Nufkin. And I've been Thierry Hillis, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we've been doing the cool flattery thing online, so feel free to flatter us if you like. Uh, if you don't know what flatter is, go check it out at flatterwithnoe.com. And we shall see you next time for Sonic 60. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. 
This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.